What we're trying to do is use sound to identify individual birds rather than just species, and we think this has great potential as a monitoring tool. Also, it could be really useful for learning more about their behavior because a lot of birds' behavior is involves their communication with with each other, and if we can identify individuals, we could study their behavior without having to be right next to them all the time. It's kind of like being able to spy on them um, without without having to disturb them at all. Leave your recording device yes. in the forest. <laughs> yes, exactly. Download all of their yeah. intimate conversations and gossip. Yeah. Who doesn't like who? Who's kicked who out of what patch of the forest? Exactly, exactly. There's several steps to the process. So the first step is you have to actually find the species. That's a problem that a lot of different um, groups around the world have been working on, and there's actually quite a few different solutions to that now. So we're at the point where you can collect lots and lots and lots of data, and you can find a species you're interested in relatively quickly. And we're, de- you know, we've developed ways of, you know, machine learning um, algorithms that can do that too for a particular species. Then the second step is once you find songs of the species you're interested in, trying to teach it to recognize the different individuals. For either of those two processes, the first thing you have to do is have labeled data. So the machine doesn't magically know what's a kiwi and what's a mohua. You have to tell it, these are the kiwi songs, these are the mohua songs. Someone has to go through and label all of that data, attach, you know, attach meaning to all of the different sounds um, they're, they're making. And similarly for individuals, we need to follow around individuals so we can tell the machine, you know, which bird is which. And for mohua, what we're doing is we're color banding birds. So they each have little individually unique combinations of color bands on their legs. And then I follow them around (laughs) with a recorder and try to get them to sing and then collect as many songs from different individuals as I can. And then that's the data that goes in to train the machine. You can imagine the potential of a monitoring tool like this. But just getting that training data is tricky enough and involves a few steps of its own. Step one, find Mohua. Laura and I have been slowly moving along a trapline closer to the Makaroa River. She stops beside a log and pulls something off a clip on her backpack. So you've just switched on a little speaker. Yeah, so we're going to try to play some um, chattery calls from Mohua recorded nearby. Um, There may be a pair in this area. We're going to try to see if we can get them to make some noise for us so we can find them. So the idea is you play a chatter call and and the bird might respond. Yeah, because the birds are territorial, but here they do seem to have quite big territories because... There are so few birds around, they can just spread out and kind of go quite a ways before they hit a neighbor. Oh! That's them. Jackpot. Yeah. Joan Grant, Joan Grant. Um, We have a pair that has responded at CH7. They're heading a bit more towards CH8. Uh, Good one. So we will move a little bit towards CH8, which is the direction they've gone. And then if 
uh, your grant could pop down here, we will try to put up a net. Mohua fans, we move to step two. Catch and ban the birds. So you said you're looking for a net spot. A place to put a net, yes. So what we want, we need a stretch of preferably about nine metres. Well, we don't have too much stuff in the middle, so a tracking line is really good for that. You want lots of low stuff on both sides, because the net's only about this tall. So you want the birds to have something to aim for. So it's like a two metres tall net. Yeah. And uh, you want it in the shade as much as possible, so that it's less visible. And here we seem to be a little bit more sheltered from the wind, which is also good. So we'll set up our net and see what happens. Grant, Laura and I hide just up from the mist net, spying on it. She pulls out her phone and starts playing the Mohua calls. And it's not long before we hear some replies, two birds come nearby, and then one drops down and gets caught. Okay, let's get that one out, and then I'll keep playing for the one. Do you want to get it? I think the other one is right here. Yeah. So is it likely that these are a pair? Yeah, so it's probably, it's almost certainly a pair. They do sometimes have helpers, so they'll have young birds from previous years who might be sticking around to help raise this year's chicks. Um, and they are notoriously hard to tell males from females. And the, if they're really young birds, apparently that's quite um, apparent because they have more kind of rusty stuff, rusty grayish feathers around their head. But what Again, what we found with the first few birds we've caught is that when we do catch two, one tends to be noticeably larger than the other one as well. So we, th- we think we're getting males and females, but having bands on them will help us confirm that. Grant slowly, and oh so carefully, untangles the bird from the fine net, gently puts it in a cloth bag, and returns to where we're sitting. So we just get a few measurements. We'll get a, um, a rough weight, we'll measure the wing, and we'll measure its leg. And those three together will help tell us whether it's a male or female, hopefully. 58. 58. And we're going to put some bands on it. Mm-hmm. And we'll check its tummy to see if it has a brood patch. So yeah, it can go ahead and start. Okay. And then we'll send it, on, send it on its way. And each bird is getting a unique combination of colors so that we can tell them apart. They're quite hard to see up in the canopy. So we're trying to keep the combinations as simple as possible. Is this the first time that birds have been banded here, that Mohua have been banded in this um, area? There were five, um, five birds that were banded two years ago. Um, and that was to help out with a PhD student who was doing some genetics. Three of the birds we think are still around and have been seen seen this year. So beautiful. Yeah, they are really pretty. They're, the yellow just hit close. So it's such an amazing yellow. So you've gone for a bright fluoro green. <laughs> so you'll be able to spot them. Yeah, so we put two of the same color on one leg. And this year, we're putting on the opposite leg to the color, we're putting a white over a metal. So if you see a white over a metal, then they'll know it was a bird that was banded this year. Banding done, measurements taken, the bird is released back into the forest. But we're not finished yet. Laura moves to step three, recording. 
They're still hanging around singing, so we'll probably have one more go at catching them. But in the meantime, while they're singing, I will try to get some recordings of them. And what I'm after is um, recordings where I know exactly who's who, because that's how you get the first batch of data that lets you work out whether or not you can tell apart individuals. And for the playback recordings that you've been playing mm-hmm. to them, you kind of said that it was a mohua chatter. Do yeah. they just have the one call, or do they have uh, a no, series? No, we've been playing back. We've been playing back several kinds of calls. So they have the chatter, that kind of machine, you know, high-pitched machine gun fire song. Right now, they're singing in the background. That's the song that we seem to be hearing most this time of year. Kind of noise. Um, and then a second. A second call that's kind of halfway in between, where it's got some kind of melodic bits and some chattery bits. And they also, in each population, each bird has a whole kind of set of little songs, a little repertoire. And these are the kinds of songs we hear right now, but during other kinds of interactions or possibly different times of the year, they'll have a whole different set of melodies um, that they sing as well. And that's going to be one of the challenges for trying to identify individuals is can you tell them apart with each of those different <laughs> calls or do you have to listen to one, one or the other to work out who's who? Laura reckons they'll need between 10 and 20 individual Mohua recordings to train the algorithm. Getting that training data is the tricky part, but the actual code they'll make available to others. All of the code we're developing is open source, so... We, it's the kind of thing where because you can apply it to so many different species, the way Carol is developing it, we would like people all over the world to be able to pick this up and apply it to their own species. You know, if you can get the training data, <laughs> and you can use it. And we'd also like to develop it to the point where you need less and less training data. At some stage, this may become a paid service they offer. But for this project, it's a neat early days collaboration. Laura and Carol get data to help test and improve their algorithm, and the sanctuary gets, potentially, a powerful new tool. If we can work out how to tell birds apart based on their voices, then that could be a new monitoring tool for them so that these birds that are really hard to see and keep track of, and you know, even once you have them banded, you could just listen and know, are the same birds there from year to year? Is the female still there? Um, how many different pairs do you have in an area? By, just by putting out recorders for, you know, a couple of months in the spring and listening to see who's still there and, and who's not. Thanks to Dr. Laura Moles of DigiLab and Atarao Sanctuary. This episode was produced by me, Claire Cannon, with help from Justin Gregory and Ellen Rikers. Sound engineering was by Phil Benj and Tim Watkin is executive producer of podcasts and series at RNZ. Our webpage is at rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. And if you want to get in touch, we're on Facebook or X at RNZ Science. Tēnā koe i 